You ever shoot porn before? <laughs> this is about to be like an episode of Plug Talk. I don't know, man. I feel like it's going to be more like South Park. Oh, mom's a big fan of biscuit from the bitch. We can't. What are you going to do, man? <laughs> well, are, you, gonna... are you enjoying hearing him be a dumbass? I mean, this is your fault. You're the one who decided to push me onto the ground and shit and then invite me to your birthday party. <laughs> I work in jail. Do you know what a fifi is? No. So you have your pocket <laughs> that you can buy at a store. I think this is something you should say for the podcast. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought we were recording. <laughs> you are slandering my jeans. <laughs> You're wasting it. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Comebacks Podcast. We are back. We are back with Eric. What's going on, brother? What's going on, guys? We are back also with a very special guest. We actually have one of my childhood best friends. He was actually the first best friend I actually made out in Crystal City. He decided right now, of all fucking times, to take something out of a plastic bag. And we're, we're, we're in for an interesting episode, Eric. Uh... You know, this is going to be our first time ever having a guest. Uh, I thought this was going to be a great idea because uh, we plan on having guests in the future and we need to kind of figure out how we're going to do that, you know, kind of test the waters, see kind of, you know, what type of settings we're going to need uh, and whatnot. We're planning on having Dill Dempsey on the podcast as well here soon. Um, that I'm looking forward to that one. I don't know about you, but. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's going to be an exciting one. It's going to be an exciting one to, you know, be able to get his perspective on pro wrestling and stuff of that nature. But today we are being joined, like I mentioned, by my best friend, Christian, who's <laughs> me and him have had uh, an interesting upbringing, uh, <laughs> to say the least. Um, we're going to get into uh, talking about kind of like how we met. Uh, he's the best at explaining the story, but I'll, I'll, I'll kind of let that go on as we continue through the podcast. Uh, before we get into all of that... Um, Eric, uh, did you watch any of the football games uh, this past weekend? I've seen a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're going to make it just short and sweet just so we can get to the to the entertainment, you know, the stuff that everyone wants to hear the most. Um, what did you notice about your uh, Colts game? Uh, who did they face? Uh, the Bills. The Bills? How, yeah, so yeah. What, what did you notice? Is there anything that you're uh, worried about looking going into game two of the preseason? Um, well, I mean – always everything when you got a rookie quarterback, but, um, you know, he started out at a, uh, had a pretty bad call, um, through a pick first opening series, um, just a really bad throw, but bounced back nicely and had a great bomb, uh, down the sideline for a touchdown, but Alec Pierce, uh, he dropped it. So, uh, but you know, flashes there, uh, ready for the season. Uh, today they, uh, the, Coach Steichen uh, announced that uh, he will be the starter for the regular season. So I did he'll get see over. that. I did see yeah. that, and I, I've I've seen a lot of different opinions on it. How do you feel about it? Are you uh, are you confident? I mean, I'm all in for it because I mean, it, it's you got to get the guy reps. He, if you know his upside is is like he has no ceiling. He, he he's just going to be amazing, uh, but he's got to have the time. I mean, in coming from the Colts, you know, being a Colts fan for so many years, I got to see Peyton Manning come in as a rookie and go three and 13 and set the record at 28 interceptions, you know, for a rookie. So, uh, you know, I mean, I understand that, uh, that, that rookie, uh, you know, coming in as a starter and, and taking on a team, um, 
takes time, you know, uh, to develop the skill set for the NFL. So um, I think it's the right move for them, to be honest, um, especially with not knowing what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor. You know, he he was back at camp today, um, still setting out on the pup list, um, still demanding a trade. So, I mean, uh, you just don't know what's going to happen with that. So. Yeah, man, hopefully they can get Jonathan Taylor back. Uh, I know he was a really crucial piece last year, and it'd be great to have him, you know, um, you know, in the backfield uh, with Richardson going into what? This is his uh, first season, right, in the NFL. He's a rookie, so yeah. um, interesting, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, kind of how all that goes. Uh, just to keep it short, you know, from the Cowboys' end, uh, I saw a lot of promise. You know, our defense did fairly well. Um a lot of promising stuff, especially from Deuce Vaughn, uh, making his uh, preseason debut. Um, is that the uh, like the five foot two or whatever he is? Yeah, he's really small. I think yeah. he's uh, his dad too. I believe is uh, one of the uh, scouts. Um, I remember they had a big old moment whenever uh, he was actually drafted to the Cowboys. Um, it was a very beautiful moment. Um, we'd have to go back and look at it actually on the on YouTube or something. I know a lot of places covered at ESPN, stuff like that. But uh, he had a really great showing. Um, the offensive line was a little bit of a concern for me. But uh, overall, I mean, the Cowboys didn't win the first preseason game, but, you know, it's the preseason. Oh, yeah, we didn't me. either. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, other than that, you know, some promising football ahead. Um, there's some more games this weekend, which uh, at some point, you know, we'll maybe touch on next week after all of that happens. Like I, well, like we mentioned before, guys, uh, we'll do a deeper dive once the season starts. Um, it's a little harder to cover the preseason, but, you know, me, I love football. I at least like talking about it a little bit. It just builds excitement. I don't know about you, Eric, but, you know, just even the, even the little bit we know that we talk about it, it's building a lot well, of excitement. And there was a couple of good good things to cover, right? Um, Patriots uh, signing Ezekiel Elliott, right? Um, fresh cut, clean. You know, he looked clean, man. He looked like he's dropped some weight too, and looks like he's ready to go this year. So that'll be exciting to see him uh, with a Belichick style offense. So that that could be a, a huge piece for them, especially in that division. You know, with Buffalo and Miami. So that's that's going to be a it's a good piece for them, a, a very good missing piece. Um, and then uh, Dalvin Cook, right, signing with the the Jets. So, um, yeah, that, that's a good, great pickup for the Jets because I'm pretty sure that was a uh, something that they were lacking. I think that's really one of the only things that the offense was lacking outside of the line. I know that's a little bit of a concern for them. Um, but Dalvin Cook, really great pickup for them. And, you know, the Patriots, you know, um, nothing against the Patriots, nothing against Zeke. You know, I wish him the best. You know, he was on my Dallas Cowboys last year. Um, didn't have quite the season that a lot of us, you know, were kind of used to seeing from him. I know uh, for the last few years, it's kind of been like on a decline and we've been seeing, you know, Tony Pollard really step up. Um, but, you know, like you said, you know, new look for Zeke. Um, but it really reminds me of his college days. I don't know if you remember what Zeke looked like coming out of college, but oh, yeah. he had a haircut that was very reminiscent to what he uh, had back in college, you know, coming into yeah. the NFL draft. So, you know, and he's going to wear the, he's going to wear his college number. Yeah. He's gonna so wear we'll see, too, man. So. We'll see. I know he's been putting in a lot of hard work. You know, I hope for the best for him. Um, you know, again, there's just a lot of love there from the Dallas Cowboys. Got to respect Zeke. Got to support him. Um at least that's how I feel about it. We'll see how he does. Um, 
I'm looking forward to talking about it, man. Week one, that's going to be an exciting time. A lot of good games. Um, but let's let, let's get into bringing our guest on here. So, yeah. um, as I mentioned, uh, we have actually my best friend since uh, the third grade, Christian, on the podcast. Christian, so we're going to start getting you involved now, buddy. How do you feel? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like the Frosted Flakes, uh, Tony the Tiger. I'm only just frosted. <laughs> oh man so christian the real question that we need to start off with is uh before we get into like kind of how we uh how we met because i know this is always like a first conversation starter for uh any of my friends that you meet or even significant others in the past we don't talk about them though um one of the first things i, I like to ask is you know, you know just tell the podcast a little bit about yourself brother whatever you'd like to share i like the foosball <laughs> foosball anything else aside from foosball mama says foosball is the devil (laughs) (laughs) but it's okay i repent (laughs) so uh christian so you're always the best when it comes to talking about this story man so how was it exactly that we met well it started in the school year what time was it we're like nine so oh eight yeah i believe it was oh eight now, you see, Elijah was a new kid on the block. He just came around. He was pretty chill. I, I liked him. He was a cool enough dude. That was until we went outside and decided to play some football. Well, we were all playing um, touch football. And you see, this asshole, <laughs> he didn't understand what the hell that meant. So instead of a minor tap, I was playing as a wide receiver. Well, my bad. I was actually blocking. I, I forget the terminology. But he had the ball. And I was going to go, like, you know, touch him. But. You were going to what? I was going to touch you. It was touch football. Not sack the (laughs) shit out of me and push me on the rocks football. It was was touch football. (laughs) Do you want me to tell the goddamn story or not? Yeah, tell it. (laughs) So he goes for a pass. Well, it it was a handoff. He's running. I meet his um, his mark. Well, he fucking just drops me on the the ground. Right into the, the only pile of rock area on the entire fucking field. I'm over here skidding, getting scratched up for five feet while he runs his happy little ass down the fucking the field. I get up. I'm pissed as shit. So I start running, chasing him around, swearing at him. I'm going to beat his ass. Well, that didn't happen. He was a lot faster than me. So we both ended up just going. I went to the nurse. I went to the nurse. I told my mom about the story, and she thought I should apologize because I kept swearing at him. So next day, I go over. I'm about to apologize to this dude. And here he comes up, and he says that he's sorry, and he's like, you want to come to my, uh, my pool party? Because it was his birthday. <laughs> so on top of me almost trying to beat the crap out of this dude, I get invited to a pool party. And then we've been tied ever since. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's the best way to describe kind of how our friendship started. It started by Christian and myself almost grappling on the playground. Well, we're both Hispanic, man. So we started with the pendejadas. We're going to leave on the pendejadas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, first of all, I want to hear Eric try to say pendejadas. No. no. <laughs> pendejadas. You jive ass motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. You know what's funny about that story, right? What, what's funny about it? It was Is racist. It's so, it's so you. Like, what do you mean it's so me? What do you mean? Bro, that's still you today. 
Like if somebody started some shit. I know. He just runs up like, on the playground and starts hey, pushing man, kids on the go, fucking rocks, man. You want to go to Twin Peaks? I've seen him do this three separate occasions. Wait, what'd you say about Twin Peaks? <laughs> That's what you would say today. You'd be like, hey, uh, you know, no hard feelings, but we're getting ready to go to Twin Peaks. Would you like to go? You would invite him somewhere, man. Like, you're just not a confrontational kind of guy. That's all. That's a lie. You'd be surprised. Put enough Hennessy in. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Would I? (laughs) Wait. Would I be surprised, Christian? Very very much so. I'm not an asshole. You can be. When? When you push me on the rocks. <laughs> that was third grade, Christian. And it still hurt. So, somebody hasn't let stuff go. You can forgive, never forget. Remember the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Are you just going to be mimicking me this whole podcast? Yeah, probably a little bit. <laughs> little bit here, a little splash there. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Call it Sea World because we're in a splash zone. <laughs> oh my God. So that's that's how you guys met for real, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, was, that was exactly how we met. I was uh, brand new. I had just moved to uh, Crystal City. and uh, He was the chocolatest man I ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at the time i was a, i was um i was pretty dark i still am pretty dark uh skinned so, but, um, so what kind of uh friendship like ha- how long were you there you you left there to go to valde what sophomore year yeah my sophomore year of high school so i was there from third grade up until the very end of freshman year and i moved during the summer to uh uvalde yeah the so you guys are still Obviously, you're still friends, so I would like to know. I don't know about all that. (laughs) One of the craziest times you guys have had together, Christian. Oh, Oh, Lord. We've had too many. Okay. There's this one in particular. So we were hanging out with our buddy Chewy. And funny enough, most of our friendships revolved around football or pay-per-view wrestling. And Elijah made his dream come true. Um, come true. Like, um, by the way, on that side note. Yeah. But yeah, so we were always hanging with our buddy Chewy, and his dad would like pay for everything. It was always pay per view, pizza, whatever. We would always get to hang out. Well, then we go outside and just start doing stupid shit. <laughs> well, one of the times that like was the funniest times we ever had. We were basically filming a video of like stick fighting with a broom and all sorts of stuff. And I was just sounding like Bobby Boucher screeching and hollering. Well, somebody surprise attacked me and hit me in the back with the broom. <laughs> and you know, you know, whenever you get one of those like childhood beatings that just like you can, you get muted, you make no noise. I was just, ah, ah. well, I got <laughs> pissed. Everybody got scared, ran inside, and I'm just there unloading on a fucking file cabinet that just for some reason happened to be outside. After the cool down, everybody came back outside. They wouldn't let me into the room either. I'm like, guys, like, can you let me back in? It's cold outside. They just ignore me. We also had a security camera outside. They wouldn't. Took about 30 minutes. So we start playing around and messing around again with the broom. And all you hear is... And then just the hardest ding ever with the broom on the top of the scaffolding for the, my dude's house. And 
it just reverberates around the entire house. We all bust out laughing. The broom is broken. And <laughs> we had to explain that, that stuff to my buddy, um, to my buddy's parents. That was fun. There was also the Playboy time, remember? The Playboy time? What the was Playboy that? Playboy time. And so we found Chewy's old Playboy ma- uh, magazines at one point that were over by the restrooms. <laughs> that in of itself was paradise. Uh, let me tell you. It was like, but he didn't hide them very well. They were just in a stack on top of the toilet, just stacked up. <laughs> you oh, could, yeah. yeah you, and so, like, over, every time we had a sleepover, it was always just, we would, <laughs> four, four, four or five preteens just in the restroom, just randomly. It's like, we're reading. We're not, <laughs> nobody's going to the restroom. We're just reading. And, like, it was just all Playboys. That was the only time young Elijah was ever okay with reading. It was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Oh, my tattoo's growing. <laughs> you should tell them. Um, there was also a time where we pissed off Christians so bad. I think it was a time that we... Uh, you got to be more specific. Where we were, <laughs> oh, yeah, we upset you a lot. Uh, so me and Chewy, I, I feel like Chewy low-key had a little bit of favoritism towards me. I think it was probably because of the wrestling stuff. Yeah, no shit. You guys <laughs> left me whenever you guys went to... Um, ah, I think it was a SmackDown in Laredo. That was one of the times. <laughs> the other time was SummerSlam. SummerSlam? Yeah, not SummerSlam, my bad. Vengeance? No. Wait, what? I know there was okay, Vengeance in San Antonio. you're just yourself more and more. <laughs> that was already like three times that you assholes just left me. It's not my fault. I couldn't afford shit. It wasn't my fault. He oh, WrestleMania. Me. There we go. Yeah, even worse. <laughs> Asshole. No, but no. It's so essentially, there was this time. Where I forgot what we were doing, but I remember that me and Chewie were just slapping you on your back. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember that. That pissed me the hell off. You guys just kept hitting me and wouldn't stop. So I turned around and I gave Chewie a big old slap on the back. Or was it you? I forgot, honestly. I think we both did. No, it was a separate occasion. Yeah, I slapped the hell out of him. Left a perfect imprint on his white ass. It was hilarious. <laughs> Everything was risen. We took a picture. I still have that picture to this day. It was great. That was a personal win for me. <laughs> Those are just a few of the times. There's also a time where they uh, came and spent the night at my house, Chewy oh. and Christian. And uh, they broke my dad's couch. I did not break your, you to this oh. day. Your dad still okay. You got to add more context to that because then explain it. Explain okay. it to the audience and oh. enlighten them. Now, before any of y'all think that that was sexuals, it was not. <laughs> so to this day, Elijah's dad still thinks that I'm the one that broke it or that I had anything to do with it because you were the hyper one and you once cleared the refrigerator. You're like, what was it? Like your first or second time staying the night at my that house? That was one time and you gave me the go ahead. You said. Eat whatever you want. I took that as a personal challenge. Is that I was also a fat boy. You cannot tell a fat boy to eat whatever the hell he wants. Quote, unquote. <laughs> it was like, we were waiting to go to the spinach festival from our hometown. Well, my hometown. Elijah's adoptive hometown. And, well, we were waiting. I'm waiting for these guys because, no offense, but they take a long-ass time to get ready. You would have thought oh, we were getting ready for the prom, honestly. Elijah takes... Shut the fuck up, Barry. No, you take it's, like an hour-long shower. Bro. I don't know what you're doing in there, but it takes an hour for you to shower. 
and an hour for you to get ready. I got hair you don't. <laughs> On top of your head. Anyways. <laughs> so I'm over here waiting for these guys to fucking take me forever. Chewy comes around the corner and without even skipping a beat, starts beating the crap out of me while I'm on the couch. Then he decides to pile drive me and body slam. And all you hear is clack, clack. And half the couch is on the floor. <laughs> oh, shit. It was hilarious. We thought it went through the floorboards. No, this fat ass broke two legs of the couch. And to this day, his dad does not let me near the couch. Or if he even thinks I, I start getting a little bit too hyper, he won't let me sit down or sleep on the couch. <laughs> like It's been a running joke in the family for the longest time now. He's like, he brings it up. He always tells Christian that uh, Christian owes him another couch. <laughs> Chewy was the rich one. I don't know why y'all don't ask him. <laughs> Y'all pick the poorest, whitest Mexican to try to pay y'all back, but you don't pick the richest, whitest Mexican you know that actually did it. I was a victim. <laughs> I was sitting there minding my own fat-ass business when another fat-ass decides to think it was funny to just jump on me. My house, was, I, now that the more I think about it, my house was a victim to a lot of shit that was broken you more than the others. You and Josue. I remember Josue and who was it? I think it was Josue and Jordan or someone that was there at my house. And these are other friends that we know. But I think one of them, I think it was Josue that was like, for some reason, on the floor right next to a wall. And then someone ended up jumping over my bed, landing on him. And his head freaking went through the freaking drywall. It's all right. He <laughs> there were no contusions or concussions, but there was a big ass hole in the drywall. I'll tell you what, man, my house was subject to a lot of uh, a lot of damage. Which dad <laughs> my dad hated all my friends, <laughs> especially loves, Christian. That's a lie. He loves me <laughs> so much that he tells you you owe him a brand new couch every single time he sees you. You know, it's been a while since... Don't remind him. I was like, it's, you know, I hope, Dad, I hope you're listening to this podcast so you could keep reminding him. Hop, hop, a galindo. It wasn't my fault. It still wasn't. <laughs> I swear it was chewy. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's kind of how our friendship started, and that's um, to answer your question. Though Those were some of just a few crazy stories that we've had. We've done a lot of crazy stuff, actually, now that I think about it. Um... But as kind of we grew up, um, it was kind of harder for us to kind of stay in touch. Like me and Christian, I think, pr stayed pretty solid. Um, Chewy got more into the sports side of things. Um, started getting uh, <laughs> another uh, another set of friends, which obviously we were all still cool, but we just didn't talk as much. Right. But, uh, it definitely did get harder, especially once I moved to Uvalde. Um, <laughs> Christian! Sorry! <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of how our friendship started. But uh, before we continue this part of the podcast, guys, we are going to take a short break. And then when we continue, we're going to talk a little bit more about Christian's personal life. Oh see God. see if maybe <laughs> the way you say it. Oh, God. I, I don't think anybody wants to know about it. There's not anything to talk about, really. Still fat. <laughs> that's about it. Sounds like it could be comical. So let's do this. Fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll talk a little bit about his personal life, uh, see if there's uh, any comeback stories that he'd like to share with us, and uh, you know, just continue with the comedic relief, um, and it'll also give Eric a chance to ask and think about some more questions. But uh, nevertheless, guys, we'll see you guys after a word from our sponsor. Be right back. All right, guys, we are back with the Comebacks podcast. As I mentioned earlier, we are still being joined by my co-host, Eric, and we are also being joined by my best friend, Christian. Hey, everybody. <laughs> All right, so Christian, um, so just to give you a little bit of context on the Comebacks podcast, uh, you know, the first half was, you know, kind of us just messing around, you know, kind of explaining kind of how me and you first became uh, best friends, Um and whatnot and how we met um but we actually did an episode where um myself and eric kind of give our own comeback story and talk about um what obstacles we have faced and kind of how we were able to overcome those which guys that episode will actually be out hopefully here within the next week or so um so stay tuned for that but we already recorded this so we call this we call this podcast the comebacks because the comebacks can mean a lot of different things like uh it can you know mean like uh being able to come back from being in a really tough situation um it can mean you know like a comeback in football it's also a terminology or a term used in wrestling um kind of like a double entendre yeah like a double entendre you know it can mean a lot of different things so uh we want to know about your comeback story um has there been a point in time where you know you felt like maybe you were at your lowest and you know, how did you get out of that situation? If you don't mind telling us about, you know, the situation, you know, kind of what happened and, you know, how'd you get out of it? Um, well, shit, man. Kind of take your pick. Let's see. This was a therapy session. Probably all started when dad used to leave and then only come back to beat me. That's about it. Uh, but I think the real comeback story I could possibly have was... Definitely a first love story. Your first love? Yeah. It had to be that. I think that was definitely the lowest point I'd ever got into in terms of my self-awareness and self-loathing and just all around feeling like shit. It's like, it's like, you never really know what it's like to go through it that first time that you, all this puppy love and everything, you think you're in love and then you actually meet that one person that just kind of made everything better for a time. Well, shit happens. Like, we broke up. She left me for her teacher. That was definitely something. Where did you, where did you meet this girl? Like, when did all this happen, if we may ask? We actually met at college. I will not divulge her name, but she was something. Funny enough, we had actually met at college, and it was at the game room. So that story. Oh, I remember the game room. Yeah, that story was always the was the funniest. She used to get so pissed at me because I would never openly admit that I was hitting on this other girl before I noticed her. So we, I was at the pool table playing with this one chick, and we were talking, like hitting off pretty well. I was teaching her how to play pool. Well, then I just hear these two girls laughing that were behind me, and I don't know. Something just made me turn around and I take a look at her, and I don't know. She was. She was something. She was so nice, so chill, and it was just her smile. I think that was definitely what captivated the most. Uh, we got to talking, and her friend ended up mentioning that um, they were leaving. Her friend ended up mentioning that uh, they were actually on their way to go fix her relationship. 
And she said that she doesn't have a relationship as she went out the door. Me being the Riz master that I am. <laughs> the Riz master? No, that's a fucking Riz god? Is, the Riz god. That's what the terminology children are using nowadays. It's the Riz lord. The Riz lord. The Rizzler. <laughs> but I jokingly said, so you're single. Well, unbeknownst to me, she comes back and she's like, I heard that. I was like, oh shit. I didn't think she would. And then I thought that was the end of it. Didn't think we were going to see each other much around school. Didn't think anything of it after that. I was just glad I actually talked to her. Little did I know, one of her best friends was actually a long-lost cousin of mine that I went to class with. He hits me up later on in the day. He's like, hey, she really likes you. She wants to talk to you. And I was like, shit, I'm down too. I got all gussied up. We all hung out together. And I want her over with my dastardly impressions. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. She, what do you mean by impressions, though? Like, she what? hated those. Oh, so I I don't know, man. The vocal stimming, BD, um, <laughs> being undiagnosed ADHD, you learn a lot about yourself after in your 20s, especially. That's another story, man. The un- undiagnosed ADHD. Oh, God. Fucking tell me <laughs> about it. But he did this real quick before he continues. This man, I remember whenever he was younger, he ended up telling me one day, he was like, I took... I took Damn. tests online for AD to see if I had ADHD, and every and a lot of them told him to go see seek help. <laughs> That's like legit what it said. It didn't give any further explanation. It's just like, yeah, it was like it gave me no d- direct answer other than just like. You should seek professional help. That was pretty much it. Or go get help. And I was like, damn, does that mean I scored good or scored bad? <laughs> Either way, it, I was pretty proud of myself. I'm just glad I scored. <laughs> it was most men do. Another shit. What's that? I'm sorry. It said it, was prob- it said it was probably detecting other shit. Probably. You never know. It might have been a little splash of the tism. We never know. <laughs> I've been told to get checked by that, too. <laughs> well, okay, continue with your story. Um... Um, long story short, the hanging out with the friends went really well. What I thought it was going to be a one-night stand ended up turning into some of the best times of my life for about three months. Well, as most of the rest of the stuff in my life, shit happens. So, turns out I was the Sancho. Sancho. I was the Sancho. I was oh, the no. I was the side piece. It was like if I was anything on the KFC menu, <laughs> I would have been the driest biscuit there was after that. Cause that shit hurt. <laughs> oh, that, that's never a good feeling. Oh, tell Your me. Your analogy about it. was cracking me up. It, it's a fucked up situation though. I was I was I was there with him through all of this, being by his side as his best friend. As much as you could, man. I didn't want to talk to anybody. That was... So I got left in the middle, like a week or two before Christmas at a park that I was left at. And she straight up told me that um, I'm not even sad that you're still here. I'm sad that the one person I really love drove off without me right now. Because me and the dude confronted each other. We were going to fight and all sorts of other stuff. And it just... Yeah, so in the middle of winter, I was left at a park like that. I had to call my mom, pick me up. I skipped school for like two days. Couldn't do shit. I went wow. back to going. Yeah, I went back to going to school, but I don't know, man. I worked, barely went to class, and I would go to sleep. I lost 40 pounds in a month to, due to that depression because that was definitely the biggest slap in the face I ever got. 
So I went from being 220 to the lowest I'd weighed since like seventh grade. So about 180. And even in, as a power lifter, I never hit 180. I was always at 190. So, yeah. Turned a little bit of alcoholism as well, unbeknownst to my family. But, yeah, man. That was, so that how'd, was, oh how'd you recover, man? Like what, what, what uh, helped you, mm. you know, get, get out of that rut? Uh, at first, I'm not proud of it, but it ended up being that. So the funny thing was when all this had happened, me, her and two other friends had actually signed on for uh, leasing an apartment. So instead of us living in the dorms, we were all going to be living together in the next two weeks after that incident. So, yeah, we lived together for months after that, for the remainder of that semester, of the next semester. So six oh months, of, yeah, six months of still seeing each other, being together. Well, the feelings were still residual. Stuff was happening. Uh, but now it was my choice and it was just continue playing the side dude until we find out on Mother's Day that she was actually pregnant. But we didn't know whose child it was. So yeah, that was another that was another thing for a year long of like a lot of heartache. But as far as getting past it all, it was a lot of self-searching, a lot of looking really into where I want to be in the future. And at this point I really wouldn't be where I'm at now because I realized I had I now had somebody I had to take care of and I had that responsibility and owed it to them. I didn't want them to go through what I did with my father. So absolutely. Yeah. You never want to repeat the, uh, the generational curses, man. So in all honesty, I can say without a doubt that it was my son that definitely brought the best out of me. And that's how I recovered putting everything, all the hurt, all the pain. It was all worth it to just make a better man out of him as he's growing up. It was a lot of soul searching. Just where do you want to look? Or where do you want to be? What's the best version of the person that you want to be? It's like, if you can't agree with that, it's looking deep within yourself and just giving yourself the time and just really the time to heal and take pride in the things that actually give you some happiness and some form of peace with the, with the negatives that you get in your life. So I ended up opening up more. I started doing a lot of my hobbies to help me distract from that and putting that negative emotion and turning it into something better i started writing lyrics i started making stuff learning guitar just whatever helps with the pain man so it's basically finding different forms of different methods to Dif kind of express yourself and outlets yeah, yeah different outlets. outlets the um to use it positively because a lot of people will turn to drugs they'll turn to alcohol um they'll turn to all this stuff but that's only it's only a means to an end it's only going to numb it for the time being. But if you really want actual growth and actual healing, you actually got to put, um, put forth the time and the effort to really work past the negative emotions until you don't really feel them anymore. Yeah. And, 100%. Um, and I can, you know, I can relate to that, you know. Um, some of my, you know, uh, breakups and stuff, you know, Eric's seen some of it, so have you. Um, have kind of led me to do some of that, you know. Luckily, it's never to a point to where I'm getting like shit faced, you know. I'm not like getting 
drunk, so to speak. But I have noticed that there are times where, uh, especially when, you know, a lot of heartache tends to come into my life, whether it's through relationships and stuff like that. You know, I, I have had, you know, times where I have a few drinks just to relax myself, you know, but I know it's still not the healthiest outlet. That's why I try to, especially as of late, you know, I've noticed I've been going to the gym a lot more. I've been, you know, trying to focus on wrestling a lot more. That's why I started this podcast, you know, just trying to find different outlets, different ways to, you know, kind of express express myself in, in my in my uh, purest form, um, speak my truth and, you know, be able to, uh, you know, just recover from everything, you know, because uh, I feel like a lot of the stuff that we as people, it's not even just men, you know, men, women, you know, teens, etc. cetera, uh, a lot of what we go through, you know, you, there, there's a lot of different ways where we can end up in ruts. You know, it's not just relationships. It could be, you know, work problems. It can be, you know, um, school. It can be a lot of different things, you know. A lot of things can happen in different areas, different places, and it can really take a toll on us. And I think uh, at the end of the day, it's just about finding ways to... Uh, be healthy about kind of uh, getting all of that out, finding healthy outlets, like you mentioned earlier. Um, and I think even Eric, so Eric, I mean, that that's actually a good question for uh, that. I don't I don't remember if we talked about it, which, again, the episode will drop uh, sometime later this week. But, you know, what are what are some of your uh, outlets? Uh, what are some stuff that you do whenever you're going through like a rut? Uh, what are some things you like to do? For me, um, a lot of it for me is is obviously developing the friendship with you has has definitely helped me uh, a lot lately. You know, because I was having a tough time. You know, wasn't really happy at work and, and stuff like that as of recent. And uh, and really, it was just I found myself. You know, when you when you start to get into a negative mindset it, it's amazing how everything one day adds on to another day and adds on to another day and then the next thing you know you're like stacking all these negative feelings towards things that really aren't negative in your life you just start viewing them that way for some reason and um, it, it's, uh, it's pretty bad. So for me, it's a lot of, it's been like the friendship with you and just hanging out and getting to know everybody, you know, from the shop and things like that. And then I spend a lot of time, um, you know, gaming, uh, you know, I Draven's back home in Indiana, you know, so it gives him and I a lot of time on the game to, uh, you know, just chat it up and, and have some fun and, and, and do some online gaming. So, um, you know, that was, in the in the you know the podcast the the episode that'll drop you know um i talk about that and how it helped me um at the time when i was at at my worst um so a lot of what uh christian just brought up is is very similar in a way to to what i went through right was you know just in the in the sense of um putting your kids first right and and learning to uh, to just have them be your motivation to do all the right things. I, I think that good fathers and mothers um, make that the priority and, and it helps kind of eliminate some of those negatives. 
Yeah, and it's one of those things I can't necessarily, you know, chime in on, you know, unfortunately. I mean, I don't know if it's unfortunately, you know, everyone has their own path, but excuse me. Um, I don't have my own children yet, you know, but I can definitely see, you know, y'all's point of view. And, you know, I, once you have once you have children, you know, you really are living for someone else. You know, you want to give them everything. You know, you want to we, we, we tend to put that burden on ourselves as people, you know, when we have children, usually, you know, to be better than what, you know, our parents were like, I, I've always told myself when the time comes when I do have children. I want to be a better parent to them than my parents were to me. And my parents honestly were amazing to me. Like, they weren't bad to me by any stretch of the imagination. But that's just the type of person I am. You know, we always, a lot of us tend to, you know, just want to be better. You know, Um, we want to be the best version of ourselves for our children that we can possibly be. And I think that's a beautiful thing that you shared with us, Christian. Um, And I think it's very important that, you know, anyone that listens to the podcast, uh, you know, takes from this it's it's um it's all about i think finding healthy outlets you know um finding things for lack of better terminology you know to kind of free your mind from it you know um i've faced a lot of battles we all have you know and i and i don't i don't i don't like saying it like that because i feel like whenever i talk about all the battles i faced it feels like sometimes i'm asking people for pity or for them to feel something for me but in reality the reason why i share a lot of you know a lot of the things i go through whether it's in my wrestling and promos for wrestling or whatever even on facebook and stuff like that it's because i know that there's people out there that kind of look to me for inspiration that kind of look at me and think you know that my story is motivating to them so i feel like it's important for me to share things like this because not only does it humanize me outside of the pro wrestling ring but i feel like it also just helps to inspire people you know like i myself as of right now uh as i mentioned in the in the podcast that's going to drop at some point this week um you know i mentioned you know that even to this day you know there's a lot of battles i am facing off the camera but you know it's my friendships that are keeping me going. It's the fans that are keeping me going. It's, you know, the healthy outlets like playing video games every now and then to kind of release my mind and just, you know, for lack of better terms, just be a kid again, you know, just have fun, live life. And uh, that's really what it's all about. And, um, you know, I do appreciate you, Christian, you know, for being able to share that with us, man. Um, It's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I know, coming from my point of view i i know i saw some of these things and uh you know you it's kind of like you mentioned i was there for you as much as i could be you know we you were kind of distant throughout a lot of that but the times you did open up about it man like there was not ever a time where i wasn't you know you know wanting to be there for you at the at the end of the day though i feel like there's just some battles and i'm this type of person too you know, I know whenever I've gone through breakups, a lot of times, you know, I kind of distance myself from you. Yeah. It's, it's everyone needs space. And then sometimes there's battles that do need to be fought alone to truly find that, to find that, I guess, clarity, clarity within yourself and to be able to truly, you know, be able to uh, find that happiness within yourself and not have to rely on someone else. But I think 
the difference between that and you know feeling dependent on someone is as long as you know that you're never alone you know what i mean like there would be there would be times where you guys would express that i'm never alone and that always stuck with me so anytime like i would try to fight it as much as i can alone but then once i felt like i needed to talk some to someone i always had you there i always had you know um jake there ray there eric there um you know life's tricky man and i i think that's why it's beautiful what we're doing here on the podcast you know sharing our experiences sharing our stories you know and hopefully helping other people find different avenues um you know because there's a lot of different things that people can be doing to you know really try to find that clarity within the, within themselves and to be able to fight these battles you know whether it's music painting in my case wrestling sports the gym gaming you just got to find your peace, man. Just find uh, find something you're passionate about. That, I think that's another piece of advice I can share. If you guys have anything else y'all want to share as far as advice goes, feel free. But I feel like that's the biggest thing for me, you know, finding something you're passionate about and, you know, just working towards it. Have a goal that if there's a goal that maybe you set out for yourself before, you know, you hit this rut, really focus on that goal. Do stuff that make you happy. What makes me happy is being around friends being inside the pro wrestling ring, uh, hitting the gym. Um, I'm not going to lie, though. Hitting the gym was kind of hard. It gets hard sometimes whenever you're extremely depressed. But, you know, that's why I turn to other avenues that might not, that might actually work. That, you know, because every day is a different day. But nevertheless, you know, just finding those things that you're passionate about and just working towards those goals while you're trying to navigate, you know, the obstacles that come in life um uh yeah spend spend as little time as possible inside your own head you know take the take the time you need right but but don't spend too much time there alone right without without doing something that is gonna make you happy that's true i think one of the other forms of stuff that doesn't really get talked about either is not just the lack of not being able to do certain things because you're in such a rut, but um, also the not being able to find peace with just yourself. Because one of the things that I had trouble with was actually relationships, just anybody, family, friends. It was very tough. And it's like, it was the easiest thing to not feel anything or to feel everything at once. And I don't know, man, the, um, the, Mental illness really plays a big part on that, and it's just you, um, people need to be more be need to find their safe space and be able to really talk about it and be open about it too, as mm-hmm. much as, as much as they can. Because I know the hard part for me was find or consistently being with the stuff that brought me any form of peace, and I didn't really care about my life, man. Growing up. Everything has always just been, as long as I survived, that's pretty much all that mattered. I didn't find anything that had a drive, but I was lucky enough to, given the situation of bringing my son into this world, that I actually found something and someone that I could definitely put above everything that I could be going through. And it's, in a way, it's kind of sad that it took me having another person to genuinely need me to take care of them even just half but the fact that i found them i think 
I think it made all the difference. And some people just don't have that, man. They don't have a drive to like really need, feel the need to have more for themselves other than just surviving. So if it's Good not point. a person, try to look for the things, the outlets, just anything at this point, especially family. You got to be able to open up to your family and your friends about these things. And it's one of those things, too, uh, just to add on to that, um, as we're, we're winding out of time here for the podcast for today. Um, another thing I think that's really important to add on to that is I, I know there might be other people that might feel this way, but at least for me, sometimes it takes me a bit to open up to people. And, and that's something that's OK. Right. But it is very healthy, you know, in my opinion, to you know, still be able to talk about it. But there was times where sometimes I'd record a video. Like I would record myself talking. I would just be airing it out to the universe. Whatever it was that was on my head, whatever it was that was frustrating me. I know some people have journals, you know, where they kind of write down their feelings and stuff like that. That's another healthy outlet that I've uh, heard of. Personally, I don't do that, but it's because honestly, I don't like writing. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, my thing was, you know, just airing it out, you know, at least on videos, if I didn't feel comfortable with, you know, opening up to it right away about someone or to someone, I should say, um, you know, that, that was kind of my thing, you know, cause for a while, um, there was times where, you know, I didn't even open up to Eric about some stuff to you about some stuff right away. Like there was other things I was doing within that time to be able to, you know, at least keep my emotions at bay to an extent. Um, and it's just about doing whatever is healthiest with, with, for everyone else, you know, um, it, it's not always going to be easy to talk to people about specific things. I know there's been times where I've gone through, you know, different heartbreaks or hardships that sometimes I didn't even op to open up to my parents about it until like a month or two later after everything had happened, you know, and it's not, it's nothing against them. It's just one of those things where sometimes Sometimes it just takes a bit, you know, whether it's because you feel like maybe kind of ashamed, you know, I need, at least I, there, there was uh, some times where I wouldn't bring it up to them because, you know, I feel like a lot of times, a lot of the stuff that tends to bring me down is it's kind of lather, rinse, repeat. Like it happens so often that, you know, I don't want to keep bringing that up to them because then, you know, there's a thought in my head that's like, oh, maybe there's something wrong with me that this type of thing keeps happening. But, you know, I would, that's why I would find those healthy outlets like, you know, the gym, like recording myself on video, just t talking about everything, just getting it out there. It's a healthy thing. Video diaries. They're video diaries. Especially if you're not like fully inclined with writing or maybe if you have dyslexia and that kind of thing is um, very. Uh, what's the word? Um... Ah, very sensitive topic for most people because I know that runs in my family. Like, did y'all know that that actually runs like in, I believe in one in every three Hispanic is actually either dyslexic or ADHD. So, I, I didn't know that. So, no. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's a lot of things. There's so many predispositions for a lot of people based on ethnicity or other things. And it's a lot of people need to understand it is not your fault. A lot of the time it's just. Stuff happens, you're wired that way, and it's just a matter of being able to work with what you got and being able to move past it. But Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, 
But with that being said, you know, um, is there anything else you wanted to share with the audience, Christian, for the for the podcast? Um, can't. I'm not too sure, man. I've never really been good at this stuff, especially speaking. I really suck at speaking. Well, you've been doing fantastic. You've been killing. I it think you did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that, guys. I think it's also the fact that I don't have to look at anybody. <laughs> it's like, right. It's like oh. if you did, I'd just tell you the same thing that my, you know, uh, they would always tell us in theater class. Just picture everyone in their underwear. <laughs> that's probably like the worst advice i'd probably be like it really was i feel what's like that strip doing over there that would honestly <laughs> if that were legitimately happening to me that would make me even more nervous just like man there's a lot of pretty peoples here <laughs> like, and now they're in their underwear so it's like oh shit what, the, what did i walk into <laughs> now that depends no is the lens cap on or off no <laughs> But, no, but um, yeah, anything you might want to share with our audience as we're winding down to like the last five and a half minutes well i mean as far as the podcast goes especially this uh this particular one for today it's just you there's a such a thing as trying to be too strong and people need to be strong enough to be able to open up not just open up to really delve deep and try to figure out okay that's good where do i want to go to because yeah. being yeah. strong isn't being secluded and trying to tackle everything on your own. You're really the strongest person when you're able to have that help or seek that help. And whether it's in people, it's in um, inanimate uh, outlets, just whatever you find. Try not to go to vices. Because, I mean, sometimes it works. Like, everybody's different. Some things work. But definitely moderation is one of the things that should be practiced. Because there's such a thing as overdoing stuff whenever you're in a bad mental state or a bad emotional state and then eventually that ends up into addiction not only can the um those addictions lead from substance abuse uh physical abuse it can also stem from emotional because i know on a personal level for me it wasn't exactly substances and stuff like that i used to smoke a little weed here and there help me out with that part and that definitely did help me out quite a bit but the thing i think i was really addicted to and that i'm still messing with today trying to not is pain definitely you get so used to being in that state and where you think you're thriving and you you're so used to handling stuff in that um state of pain or that state of anxiety and you're terrified you're terrified of actually being healthy and um what you're gonna be after the pain is gone you have the underlying fear of not of not thinking you're, or not feeling that you're going to be the best person or as good as you were under the stress and being friends with that pain. And it's a lot of trying to really figure out and move past that as well. You have to be brave enough to try to be better. Of course. I think it's, uh, yeah. it's very important to be in tune with your emotions and to be, you know, willing to be emotionally vulnerable at times. Uh, Depending on the circumstance, of course, whoever you're comfortable with sharing that type of thing with or, you know, whether it's video diaries or journaling like we mentioned earlier. But uh, um, I guess send off the episode, Eric. Is there anything you wanted to share with our audience before we uh, call it a wrap for this episode? No, obviously, I was just going to throw out there that, you know, if you don't have that outlet, um, you can use us. Um, by all means, you can reach out through um, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Um, Instagram, uh, we do have an email. Uh, you can send it anonymously, you know, 
um, create a fake email just to send off your story if it just helps to have somebody read it and and talk about it. So any way you need to get it out there, um, we're always here. If you have anything you want us to talk about, um, feel free to reach out. But uh, Of course, yes. Uh, we're always here, guys. You guys uh, know the socials. Uh, we'll be sure to add it to... Uh you know, our, uh, on, on YouTube, you can check the description for our socials. Uh, I'll try to put it also in the description for Spotify, uh, Apple podcasts and et cetera. Um, on top of that, um, be sure to stay tuned guys. We should have like uh, one or two more episodes coming outside of this one this week. Uh, either that, or if, uh, if not, then for sure the Dill Dempsey episode should be coming out sometime next week. But uh, nevertheless, y'all, we just wanted to thank you guys, you know, for tuning in for another episode this week. Be sure to let us know what you guys thought about this episode. This is our first episode doing over Zoom. So let us know if you guys like this method, if the quality was good for you guys. Um, and if there's, like Eric said earlier, if there's any specific topics you guys want us to talk about, let us know. You know, we're more than willing to, you know, talk about different stuff. Um, or if you guys might even be interesting. This is our first time, you know having uh, any sort of guest on the show. If you guys maybe even want to be a guest on the show, have a story you guys would like to share with, you know, our audience, let us know what your story is. And, you know, we can definitely arrange something. But uh, nevertheless, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. And uh, we should be seeing you guys with at least one more episode this week. So uh, be sure to stay tuned to our socials and uh, uh, have a blessed day. Thank you guys for tuning in. Talk to y'all later.